so uh, welcome to episode, what are we at, 24? 24, yep, 24. Jeez Louise, man. Mm. Going for 500? Or was yeah, that we're was? close. We're close, though. We're oh, no, that's there. when Pat said he would come on. Our buddy Pat said he'd come on in the 500th episode. Yeah. So we're working Miles up towards that. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. But we've got 24, and we do have a special guest. We do have a special guest. We have Mr. Adam Malik. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. How's it going, man? Um, so Adam is a local runner. He's an awesome dude. Uh, maybe I'll have you give like a little intro of yourself, like running-wise. like Just you in a nutshell. Well, I mean, there's a lot of various interests and likes, um, but for the most part, you know, right now I'm a government employee. I don't know if my job will actually allow me to say what I do. <laughs> we won't say. It's, no, it's, it's just, highly yeah. classified. I only take a you know government ethics training that prevents me from saying what I do. Oh, okay. all right. Um, and other than that, though, you know, I'm long distance runner. I live here in Providence, have for five years now, and. Uh, known Eric forever, competed against him in college. He was a lot better than me, though. He probably doesn't know who I am. I don't think so. I remember you, Adam. We had some battles back in the day. What college did you go to? I went to Worcester State okay, University okay. for nice. one year. Um, joined the Air Force, got out, and trained by myself for many years. And um, that's when I really started to come into my own, maybe when I was about 24, 25. Yep. I was running my personal best. Cool. Um, been training solo for many years, although we did a couple of awesome workouts. We together. did, yeah. Oh, classics. Some classic workouts. And uh, still running well, still in shape. I mean, there was a couple lean years in there where I wasn't yeah. able to run and train. But yeah. Did you run high, Did you run like middle school and high school? Or... I was a late bloomer, okay. started my junior year of high school. Um, I remember we had time trials at the time yeah. um, because that was the way to get on the team. And um, I remember our first time trial was one mile and I had no running experience in my life and I ran 557. Wow. And that was enough to like, get on the team. Um, but I didn't come from a strong program, so I'm not really sure why we had the. Time yeah, I was gonna trials. say we never had time trials, and I was, like, they were just like lucky to have people to run on the to cross country team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. I came from like an inner city school with uh, 2,000 kids, roughly. Wow. Jeez. And um, oddly enough, we didn't have that good of well, not that strong of a track and field program. I mean, we had a couple of individual success stories, but as a team, we weren't particularly strong. Yeah. And uh, I found my home in the distance events, you know. It yeah. seemed like every meet, two mile, mile, was my go-to. That's it. <laughs> nice. You'll double, double them up. Yeah. That's so, sweet. Yeah, that's basically it. The highlight of my high school career was probably breaking a two mile record that stood since 1964. Wow. And uh, that's about it. That's when Ray was in high school. I know, really. It was, that was my record, by the way. I broke that record. Um, I did. You, oh, man, I can't believe you beat me. But anyway. No, that's awesome. So when you say you're like a late bloomer, you started, so you started in junior, like your junior year of high school. And then like, would you, did you like get into it like right away? Or was it something that you like kind of build it? Um, build up to you. Well, I mean, it definitely took years. I started yeah. as like a hockey player, and I remember that's, nice. cool. that's why you like hockey so much. <laughs> um, and at lunch, I mean, when I was younger, freshman, sophomore years, 
um, I remember these two men on my team um, that were running cross country at the time. I was like, Adam, you gonna come out and run? And I'm like, well, well, how long is a race? And they're like, three miles. I'm like, three miles? Who would run three miles? Like, <laughs> I know. Well, you've got to be on like your, your mind to do that. Yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. Like at that point in my life, I was more interested in going to the mall and hanging out at Hot Topic or PacSun. Or... Yeah, or Newberry <laughs> Comics. Did you do Newberry Comics? Before? Yeah, we only had one. It was a couple towns over. Gotcha. Hot Topic, though. That was yeah. oof, classic. Yeah. yeah. Do they still exist? They still exist, right? Oh, they're they're bigger and better now. Not They've really bad. invested in the anime and the <clears throat> wrestling. Ooh, uh, all right. Sweet. Yeah. Ah, good stuff. So you got convinced by some hockey players, some other hockey players to run cross uh, No, they were actually runners, but I just saw them at lunch. They oh, were good okay. kids. Gotcha. They were funny. Um, and so finally, you know, one day I'm like, all right, um, okay, I'll give this a try. And that first race was the most painful thing I had ever endured in my life, that first cross-country race. Because in my head, I'm like, okay, driving three miles in a car isn't that bad. So the gun goes off and I made the, you know, classic mistake of an all-out sprint. (laughs) I I don't even know if I made it a quarter mile. I was gonna say a quarter mile, but I was so new to running, I don't even know if I made it a quarter mile. My lungs were on fire. My heart was ready to burst out of my chest. I couldn't breathe. I remember saying to a kid on the other team, get my coach. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dying here. Get my coach. That's awesome. And um, yeah, I I think I ran something not so good. I don't even want to say what my time was. Yeah, whatever. We can all all relate to that. I can definitely relate to that. Yeah, the first race. Oh, man. And it was only a 2.7 mile course because we had obscure distances. Yeah, that's that's something that we've all been through, man. I've been there for sure. What was your first race like, Ray? It was horrible. Yeah, (laughs) it was the same kind of thing. You know, it was actually, for me, it was junior high school. And, you know, back then, uh, you know, your courses are Latin usually about 1.8 to 2.1 depending on what team you were going against ours was i think 1.8 and it was yeah it was horrible you know you start off with a mad dash at the beginning mm-hmm. and and then you just after the first you know half mile you just die and hang on you know and yeah i didn't vomit or anything like that but I felt like it, for sure. <laughs> what yeah. was your first race like that? Oh, goodness. I don't even know if I can remember my first. I started running when I was in middle school, so it was like way yeah. long ago. But probably something similar, you know? I remember it being like, yeah. Actually, did I run? I might have run even before that because I did like recreation cross Yeah, I did stuff like that. Yeah, and then so we'd have like field day stuff yeah. and I'd do the 600-yard dash. But yeah. 600 yards is over before you know it. Right, right. So, yeah, I think it was much of the same. <clears throat> Because all out sprint, sucking yeah. wind, <laughs> and then just like hold mom for dear life. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was rough. Uh, a lot of walk run, I remember in that first race. <laughs> yep, yep, <laughs> yep. That's our. That's how we train our our beginning runner group is the walk run. Walk run. Just yeah. a classic yeah. move, you know. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, so you uh, moved on to college. College is kind of where you started to like hit some really quick times and. Um. Success was up and down during that freshman year because mm-hmm. I, I felt like I was just starting. I mean, I didn't run in high school very long, so right. yeah. I didn't really start coming into my own until that final outdoor track season okay. of high school. Yeah, and then when I got to college, it was like 
I wasn't progressing or improvement was inconsistent. Like I might have a really good race and then a string of bad ones and then another good one. Yeah. And you just had to make that jump quick. You know, the mileage went up in college. Yeah. The intensity went up. Yeah. Um, some of those workouts at first almost felt like racing. Yeah. And that was hard to get used to, you know, pushing yourself all the time. Even like an everyday training run, the pace was so much faster than I was used to. Yeah. Running on your own every day in high school, you know, and then going to a team where guys are running, I don't know, under seven minutes every day for a training run, whereas I was running 7.30, 7.45. Yeah. It was a big difference. It's a big jump for sure. Right. I remember being tired all the time, and that's why, you know, race performances were inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll do it, man. It's kind of a newer thing for you, actually, you know, at that point, even still, right? You know, because you hadn't yeah. done it much in high school, so, Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and then also the long runs went up too. The mileage on those true. long runs went up. Oof. Um, long runs. What do, you, what do you remember about your college days in that freshman year? I mean, I I didn't even I didn't run competitively really. Wow. I mean, I was like, I ran a little bit on my own and a little bit like road racing and stuff like that. But yeah, it was not something that was a major thing at that point. So yeah, yeah. for me it for was me, very much a, kind of a similar experience with the. My coach wasn't a super high mileage guy, but the workouts were kind of intense, so that was like an adjustment for me, for sure. Um, I didn't really have, like, I didn't really like knock my times down until probably junior year of college, and then I started racing against some stud from Worcester State. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, it was, uh, it was kind of much, like much the same, like junior year, senior year, I got going, you know? Yeah. Um, what was it like? I know we have our topic this week is supposed to be uh, running, like coming back from an injury. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm curious to see what it, what you think about kind of running post college on on your own. You know, like what that is like. Because I know when I was when I finished college, you know, you have a team atmosphere. You got practice every day at three thirty, and then all of a sudden it goes away, and you're kind of forced to run solo so how do you how did you approach that so geez um what happened was you know after that first year at worcester state um i wasn't really sure what the future held for me you know i was young i was probably 19 Mm um oddly enough i don't think i was very happy with my life at that point Mm -hmm. I kind of felt like everything was routine. I wasn't sure that college was for me. Mm. And I wanted to do something different that not everyone else was doing. So I decided to join the Air Force. Cool. And um, when I was all done, I had put on a lot of weight. You know, it wasn't like the commercials where there was a lot of pull-ups and push-ups. Yeah. And running, you know, like intense running with combat boots and all that. Actually, yeah. it was a lot of time on my own. Mm. But the food was so good. That was the weird part. That's, that's wow. Like, I never would have thought that. Yeah. So breakfast was amazing. And it was all the stuff I didn't grow up with. I kind of grew up like poor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd go to the chow hall and they'd make pancakes and wow, waffles geez. and sausage and bacon nice. and Pop-Tarts. And let me get a Gatorade with that. <laughs> yeah. And a peanut yeah. butter cookie. and. 
I mean, my plates were pretty hefty. A lot of calories. Yeah. Oh, man. And so, like, they're not on Facebook. I keep them in my archives. But, you know, there's pictures of me post-military where my arms are kind of, you know, like, I'm not in shape, you know, kind of droopy up top. I see these pictures. I know, right? (laughs) And um, so when I got out, it was like, okay, it's not so much about being competitive. I want to take care of myself. I want to get back in shape. And, you know, one of my first jobs post Air Force was a coaching job, working with high school kids. Oh, that's cool. And there was some kids that could really put a hurting on me, and they were faster than I was ever, you know? And um, it it was motivating, you know, especially, like, when winter track rolled around. And uh, we went to the Reggie Lewis Center, and I was watching some of these faster local kids in Massachusetts race. It really was inspiring, you know? And... um, it didn't happen overnight, you know, mm-hmm. slowly I lost a little bit more weight. Um, and at that point in my life, I was in my early 20s, I still hadn't had like a performance yet where I was kind of like a upper level runner, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I was yeah. okay, you know, and um, I just stayed consistent and actually it was coaching that really kept me motivated because yeah. I... It, it not only became like for me, it almost felt like I wanted to be in shape for them and I yeah. wanted to work and train gotcha, with yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. And so when you have that like mindset, um, you know, it was about the team. I wanted them to do well. It inspired me to do long runs of my own on the weekends. Nice. Um, you know, I was even running like in the mornings and then I would run again with them in the afternoon. So I was like doing these. Double day, double, double day, yeah. double yeah. sessions. Up. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and um, I was really paying attention to the Daniels running formula as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is a very good training book if anyone's interested. Yeah. Um, and I remember doing these like heavy duty workouts on my own in all types of weather. You know, um, my home track was um, Holy Cross in Worcester because I was still living in Worcester, mm-hmm. Massachusetts at the time. And it's always windy up there. And I remember doing like 20 by 400, 10 by 800, and you're getting the whole wind on the back stretch <laughs> the whole time. And um, brutal. Yeah, it got to a point where I had like a breakthrough race, mm-hmm. which for me was like breaking 15 minutes in the 5K. Sweet. And that mm-hmm. was the first time where it was like, wow, like I'm on to something. Like, look at me. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah, I was probably I like psyched up. 23 years old yeah. mm-hmm. and it was just like at least in terms of running life changing you know not that I was going to start you know getting Nike contracts or getting paid for it yeah. but it got to a point where it was like wow you know I started as like a barely under 16 minute guy to like suddenly being under 15 minutes and it was yeah. like a whole new right. you know in this area you'd go to like the BU mini meet or some of these more competitive meets and you're suddenly in the elite category, you know? Like, right, yeah. It was a huge jump. Yeah, get you pumped up. Yeah. And it, sure. um, it was huge for my confidence, just everyday living. Yeah. Um, just felt really good walking around, felt really good associating with my peers and having the respect of the kids I coached. Nice. Um, yeah. Do you feel like they held you, like, accountable every day? Like, uh, you got to make sure I run, so kids don't kick my rear end 
Um, not so much that, but it was kind of like they kind of viewed you almost as like a quasi celebrity. It was it's weird. Like, man. Yeah, you got some street cred, man. Yeah, yeah this like guy's legit, legit man. Guy now. Yeah. yeah, you hit under fifteen, man. This guy's legit. You know, like it's true. You'd hear all the little kids being like, "Wow, my, my coach is really fast." You know, like this little buzz. That's funny. It was cool. It was cool. Yeah, most cross country coaches aren't that fast, Adam. <laughs> you probably would be one of the top <laughs> top cross country coaches out there. I would imagine. Yeah. I just remember though in um, junior high school, I had a coach. I don't even think he ran, actually. So I don't know. We didn't. Like, I wouldn't say we didn't respect him, we respected him, but when I got to high school and my coach ran with us, I mean, he wasn't, like, the fastest guy in the world either, but he ran with us. Mm. And I thought that that was, I don't know, I just had a greater respect for him for some reason, you know? So, to be able to, like, have them view you as a really fast runner, mm. um, it's, it's a neat thing, you know? You get a certain, I don't know. Yeah, and it was fun to do like the workouts with them. Yeah, especially those faster, harder speed sessions. Yeah, um, yeah, it was really like I was in the trenches with them, so it was pretty cool. Right, that's exactly. cool. Exactly. Would you like blow them out of the water, or would you just hold on for dear life? No, I did a lot of pacing. So for me, right. it was a lot of like um, five-minute pace, seventy-five second quarters. Yep. Just um, keep them in the in the right zone there. And that's always been like a strength of mine is being very consistent in the workout. Mm. So I would say this is what I'm going to pace you guys at. You can be faster. Or you can stay on me. You can be slightly off. But this is what I'm going to do. And I would just stay consistent with what I was doing. Nice. It's a skill. It really is. Mm-hmm. And um, even sometimes the faster woman like, would you know, work off of what I was doing. Nice. If they were training for the mile or the 800 or yeah that's awesome mm-hmm. cool yeah coaching man it's fun stuff I enjoyed it I coached a middle school program and that was kind of fun alright mostly playing games and stuff but it was a good yeah. time <laughs> uh, we're going to go on a running scavenger hunt today yeah we used to do that in high school we used to have to my coach would put like markers out under cones like mm. all, all around the campus and you had to get every color on your little card that was cool. fun it was a game to full workout but with markers it's cool. Yeah, fun stuff. Um, so let's see. Why don't we take a quick break real okay. quick, um, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk a little bit about maybe coming back from injury. Yeah. Cool. We're okay. back. All right. We're back. Well, here we go. Here All we right. go. All right. Back at it. And uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about coming back from injury. I know Ray and I have touched on it in the past, um, but... I do remember that fateful day at the track mm-hmm. when you uh, sustained a pretty substantial injury. And can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, you know, I was running with my kids and things were going really well. You know, I had that sub 15 minute 5K. And then for another probably year, I was on this ride where anytime I touched a race, track, road, trail, you name it, like, I ran a personal best. Nice. It was just like a year of awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was getting better and better, and I didn't see a stop to it. You know what I mean? It just felt amazing. Yeah. Um, confidence was definitely at an all-time high. I definitely felt like I was starting to get a little bit of an ego, which wasn't a good thing. <laughs> but um, 
I did a workout with Eric yep. and Pat, who's you know not here yet. We'll get him on the show. We'll get him on here. We'll get him on. We'll bring Pat on one of these days. Two amazing local runners, and they definitely helped me to uh, improve. You know, it was a summer where I was training with them. We were doing a two-mile, mile, two-mile workout. And, you know, the workout was going really well. We went through, like, the first two-mile, like, 948 or something. Mm -hmm. The mile was, like, high 440. And it was like... As soon as that interval was done, I was hurt. And it wasn't like a hurt that was like, I can take a Tylenol or mm. I can take a few days off and be okay. It was a different type of injury and I knew it. I felt it right then and there. Yeah. And I remember saying to you, Eric, like, I'm really hurt. Like, yeah. I, I don't think this is gonna be okay. And um, I still finished that last two mile with you guys. I think that one was low 950s. Yeah, no. probably, probably should have called it a day before that. But you, so you were, yeah, so <laughs> you were able to run through it, but you knew it. Felt, yeah, I knew uh, it. Yeah. And um, I guess in my head, the, the mindset going into that last interval was, I don't think I can make this worse, but right. I, know, I, I know something's really wrong. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> But the prior to that day, you never you had you didn't feel anything in your knee at all. Nothing it was. There was one day where I was running, and I had this really sudden, like sharp pain that forced me to stop. And then I rubbed it out, and I kept going, and, and there was fine. nothing. And then um, that workout. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I just remember like I knew. I don't even think I did a cool down, and I remember I had to walk home. And not that I lived particularly far, but it was like two miles. Yeah. And um, for that reason, to this day, I still bring my car to the track because if I ever get hurt again, I want to be able to drive home right, instead yeah, of yeah. walk. Um, now, was the pain like that sharp pain? Yes, and yeah. it never left. Okay. Um, it just. I remember like, you know, like going to bed that night, having a shower, going to bed, and then the next morning trying to run. And I went from running 10 miles a day to not even being able to run 10 feet. Yeah, it was like that rough. So it was yeah. that bad the next day. It mm -hmm. wasn't like you can go out there and do this and, um, wow. And I mean, I, I, the will was there. I really oh, yeah. wanted it. I mean, oh, of course, yeah. I would go out the front door, start running, and the pain would just, go from zero to 10 and I would have yeah. to walk. How many times did that happen a lot over the course of a week, two weeks, three weeks? How did that, how did that work it out? And every day. Every day. Yeah. And you kept every day. trying to do it. No go. Um, you know, I, I couldn't even make it off my driveway. And unfortunately, you know, like um, <clears throat> when I was first trying to get help, I would go to the doctors and, oh, you know, take some time off, yeah. stretch, yeah. ice, relax. Yeah. Um, and it, I knew it wasn't that simple, right? Because you know, like a week becomes a month off, a month becomes several months off, yeah. Mm. And then it got to a point where it was like, "Wow, I, I think this is done. I don't think I'm running again." Yeah, yeah. And so I went to see a sports medicine doctor, and um, we did, you know, the X-ray. Nothing, of course. MRI, and so. What he noticed had happened was the muscles around this knee right here, the right one, were so tight, it pulled my kneecap out of alignment. 
So what was happening was I was feeling bone on bone grinding every time I ran. Uh, uh, that sounds horrible. It does sound horrible. And um, I mean, the pain was that bad where I could only make it maybe 10 steps. Mm. Um, so the best route of fixing it was performing what they call lateral release, which is arthroscopic surgery. They put two holes, make an incision and basically move your kneecap back. There's scar tissue. So I was out of running for over a year. And I was pool running and... Interesting. So at what point after the injury until you w went to the sports medicine? Probably six months. So yeah. six months, okay. Do you think if you had seen him sooner, things would have progressed, well, much quicker probably? Um, ideally, yes. Yeah. Um, but it's like tough to know like... It was such a slow-moving process because yeah. you know you have to eventually get referred. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, um, right. you know, like you get they got to go through their own procedures: X-ray, MRI. Yep. Um, and then you know, like they tried a cortisone shot. Yeah. And I remember like the day I had it, I'm like, wow, this feels great. And it was the one time I was able to run. Oh. Wow. Yeah. And how far did you go? Oh man, I did like a seven-mile loop. <laughs> And with a mile and a half to go, it felt like there was this huge snap. Ugh. And I immediately had to start walking. And I was like, uh-oh, like this is really bad now. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Um, and so thankfully, you know, we went through with surgery. But the toughest part of not being able to run for, you know, over a year wasn't so much going to the pool or using the cross ramp or whatever cardio equipment I was on. Yeah. I felt like I lost my social circle. Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah. You know, in the running community, there was guys that would text me all the time. Hey, what are you doing on Sunday? You want to do a long run at 7 a.m.? Or, yeah. hey, you know, I'm looking for someone to run with after work. I lost all of that. It was like all communication was gone. Yeah. Um, and in some ways it was a little hurtful because no one was like, hey, how are you doing, man? Like, is everything okay? Like, right. everything just stopped. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, like, I can relate in college when I got injured. It's kind of the same deal. You know, it's like, you feel like you're just like on the outside looking in, really. You know, everybody's yeah. doing their thing. You know, you like see race results and you're like, oh, that's that true. used yeah. to be me. I could have beat that guy. <laughs> like, what the heck? I see a lot of our group runners, um, you know, who are, you know, suffering from injuries and are, you know, in and out of sports medicine, physical therapy, and, and they come to visit on group mm -hmm. nights and you feel so bad for them because they're here to stay connected and it's great to see them and they're talking to their running peers, but when everyone leaves to go run they can't and it's just it's kind of sad yeah you know and um yeah so they try to get to the races and cheer people on but it's just you know it's not the same right yeah. not mm -hmm. the, it's not the same as getting out there and running with people so yeah that's tough that's, yeah that's brutal and it yeah. was just as yeah. you said eric you know like facebook social media um cool running wherever you look for results race wire you're seeing guys progress and mm. some of them are even running faster than you did guys that you trained with you know yeah. they suddenly make that jump and um it was hard and then so when i was able to run again um like a year and a half after the surgery i had really bad scar tissue buildup 
And I still wasn't able to like run a lot, maybe mm. a handful of miles a day. Yeah. Um, I couldn't even get down on a knee. Like I couldn't bend down on one knee. The scar so tissue buildup was bad. Um, and then there was all these other new issues that I never had before, um, like shin splints regularly, mm -hmm. minor aches and pains. Um, if I did a workout, oh my God, it would take so much out of me yeah. in the long run. Um, and I lost so much. And the will was there to come back. Like I always wanted to persevere and I yeah, was yeah. going to physical therapy, massage, you name it, the chiropractor. I was doing everything I could to get healthy and race ready again. Yep. And um, it was tough because sometimes the performances weren't there and that lasted for years. Yeah. Um, and you know, like trying to get back in with the running community and I kind of felt like, you know, like I got the feeling like I wasn't viewed the same, you know, I remember some people like, oh, well, you're over 30 now, you're not going to get any faster. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe some local guys might say like, oh, well, maybe Adam isn't as good as he thinks he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, it, it was tough because the, the same competitive drive was there. And I had to make all these tweaks in my own training in order to get back to where I was. And I very mm -hmm. recently just got back to where I was. I know, I saw that. that was yeah, you're yeah. kicking butt. Yeah, kicking butt these days. It's, um, you're fit. Uh, and the thing is, I'm crazy enough, like, I'm glad everything happened the way it did mm -hmm. because I feel like I'm a much better person, I'm much more down to earth. Um, really have more of an empathy and understanding for what people are going through and um, not just physically but mentally you know sometimes mm -hmm. different That's things true. happen in your life and um, yeah you know everything happens for a reason they say and so I'm just in a good place now and good yeah that is good that's good to hear I, I think like the uh, like the fact that it took years and years can kind of wear on somebody but it's like a testament to your like drive that you're you stuck with it perseverance for yeah. sure keeping your head how did i don't know i don't know how you can keep your head into it um right i mean minor injuries it's tough to keep your head into it and, and to get through it but like that that was a serious injury yeah serious I thought surgery it, I thought it was career ending i mean i thought you weren't gonna run again yeah so that's that's big you know and um yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, there was a lot of doubts too. You know, I, I doubted myself a lot. You know, like there was times where I'd do a workout or I'd run a race and there was a lot of times where I'd cross the finish line and be like, that was okay. Yeah. You know, like, but it wasn't what I, what I want. You know, what happens is you kind of get yourself to a certain level and there's a standard in your head. Yeah. Like, I'm going to run a 5K and I'm going to break 15 minutes. And you want to do that every time. You know what I mean? Right, right. When you're running like barely under 16 minutes instead of barely under 15, you're like, what's wrong? I'm training just like I did before. So right. um, one thing that really changed is I had to be like a real student of the game. A mm -hmm. lot of YouTube video watching, a um, lot of learning about things outside of the sport that were particularly helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, I was learning about nutrition. I was watching um, people go on, a, I don't know if I'm able to plug the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, sure. I mean, I was like watching it. all this stuff. 
Yeah. And it, it really expanded, you know, my horizons and it wasn't just running that helped me get back to where I was. Yeah. It was all these new things. Sometimes it's like the other stuff that kind of gets you to that next level, you know? Yeah. Like I remember the same kind of deal and thinking about doing like, you know, the foam rolling, the core workouts, like doing all the other things to kind of drive you to get to a faster time. Yeah. yeah it's interesting. Um, now I have a, a would you rather. We have this segment on our podcast okay. called would, would You, you rather. rather. Would you rather. Um, so would you rather be attacked by a hawk on one of your runs <laughs> Or encounter a bobcat. What do you think, Ray? Me? What would you rather? Oh, that's tough. Does bobcat come near me? Does it, the, does it jump out and touch me? Uh, or is it just encounter it and it, just not know exactly what's going to happen? I think, yeah. I okay. think it's more than that, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, uh, and then maybe having the hawk dive bomb and like hit me? Yeah. And actually hit me? I'm probably going to go with the bobcat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because that way there's no contact whatsoever. But bobcats can be pretty scary, right? So right. It's like a wild, a vicious wild cat. Yeah. <laughs> so how about you, Adam? Uh, <laughs> well, I've lived you, through both of these. Yeah, that's why we mentioned this, because you lived through both of those experiences. So. Yeah, because we talked about the guy who, like, murdered a bobcat. Yeah. Remember that story? Yes. But I had we had you on, and I'm like, the dude, like... He ran by a bobcat and got attacked by a hawk. And then he told me about some other ridiculous animal encounters. You've got a lot of animal encounters. Yeah. So first, explain the bobcat situation. So the bobcat, I was um, running. This was maybe September of 2018. And I remember it was a wild day weather-wise. We had some type of like hardcore rain that came in the afternoon. It was a freakishly hot day. And then the skies opened up. Um... So I was running, and I like to go through the Butler Hospital here in Providence. And I'm kind of running around the perimeter of the woods, and I see this animal, and it's big, and it's laying on its side. I mean, I shouldn't say like big, big, but probably like the size of a small dog, maybe. Mm. And it was very muscular and strong. And it was laying on its side in the grass. Licking its chops. Yeah, <laughs> its tongue hanging out. <laughs> and uh, I thought it was dead, to be honest. I mean, it was just laying in the grass. And I'm like, huh. I don't know what that is, but I'm not sure I want to get too close. So I kind of ran around it. Yep. And I uh, kept going. And, you know, it, to had some dramatic effect to the weather you know at this point the the sky starts opening up and it kind of reminds me of that scene and do you ever remember the movie the never-ending story oh yeah yeah so atreyu comes across the nothing which is that big wolf you know what i mean the sharp teeth yeah crazy scary beast yeah so i make my you know normal loop around the building and i'm starting to exit and at this point i see that animal again and it's now sitting up like the nothing. Oh my God. I mean, it's, it's kind of like I look at it and it, you know, bobcats, they got like that kind of fur hanging Fur that comes out. Yeah. yeah. And I see it and it's sitting in the grass like a sphinx. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> like, ah. Uh, at this point, it started moving. Like, it kind of got up a little bit and it's front, big, strong front paws. I see it move. 
I changed my mind. I might take the hawk. <laughs> oh, I might take man. the hawk in the back of the head. It's frightening. And um, so at this point, oh my god, it gets so dark. It's starting to downpour. And as soon as I see that thing moving, I like book it to the nearest building. And I'm oh, looking man. for like security at Butler. And I'm like, you have a bobcat out there, like. And um, so the guy goes, okay, like, do you need a ride off campus? And I'm like, please, like, I don't want to go buy that thing again. <laughs> And so we get in like the car and he's like taking me around the, the driveway is kind of windy. And um, I'm like, it was over there. And he shines like this big bright like spotlight on it. And as soon as the light hits the thing, it like scurried off in the woods, but you could see it before it scurried off in the woods. And um, he was like, was that it? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I gotta call animal control. And like, yeah. um, he drove me off campus and then I was able to run home. At this point, it was very cold, heavy rain. Oh man! You know, it was fall. That's we were crazy. Kind of transitioning from summer to fall, yeah. but man. Yeah, because those things. I mean, usually you encounter a wild animal on a run or any time, and they usually, if they see people, they usually run. The fact that it didn't run away was kind of spooky, you know. Yeah, and uh, it's scary. No matter how fast you run as a human being, an animal. <laughs> Will outrun you. Yeah. That is a fact. I yeah. tried to explain That's that. Science. I tried to explain that to my children this weekend. You're like, you know, yeah, you, you cannot run a wild animal. Yeah. So. Man, that's frightening. Oof. And as for the hawk, this was going back a while. Um, but near my hometown, Worcester, Massachusetts, um, there's a place I loved running regularly, and it was in the next town over called West Boylston. It was called the Rail Trail. And the Rail Trail, if you're familiar with just in general living and training in New England, um, once that first snow comes and it starts to accumulate, you probably can't run there till like St. Patrick's Day, early yeah. April. Yeah, no, it's true. It takes a while for all that snow to melt. So at this point, we had like a I don't know, maybe a 60 degree day. It was probably early April. So, you know, temperatures are starting to rise. But what was happening was all the snow started melting and it created this like fog effect in the woods. Oh, man, wow. that's so creepy. I know. And so I'm running in the woods and doing the long run. I have my iPod in because at that point I loved running with music. Mm -hmm. Winter hat on because there was still snow and it was cooler in the woods than it would be on the roads. <laughs> And so I'm rolling along, uh, probably eight miles into the woods, um, and going slightly downhill, all this fog, thick woods, and I felt like this <laughs> right next to my head. What is this thing? <laughs> I knew it, like, it was the breeze. It was like a <laughs> And I'm like, what was that? <laughs> and it, it could see it go in front of me and up on a tree. And it's looking down on me, and it's kind of like squawking, like, <laughs> oh my it's lord, moving these, you know, its wings nice and fast. Oh my god! And it's like it was doing this other thing that was weird. It's like pooping itself. So he was just, he was like falling, and it's just going, <laughs> and I don't know if I was too that's close so, to a nest. That's so bizarre. Maybe yeah. could have been, or maybe it just thought. I mean, it just saw something, and it went for it. Well, I did have one of those like you know Russian winter hats on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You look like a little squirrel. Like yeah. a squirrel or a mouse yeah. or something. It was just dive bombing at you. That's kind of in favor of a little like mist or fog. It might have, you know. So at that point, it's wild. It went down once, and I'm like, okay, 
Whatever. It's not going to happen again. Did it again. <laughs> and this time, it took a chunk out of my hat near my ear. That's crazy. Wow. It's little talon took a chunk out of my hat. I still have the hat. I might go back with a bobcat. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I would want to oh, have that. That's kind of freaky, too. And so Ooh. it takes a chunk out of my hat, and I'm like, oh, like this is for real. Now I take the iPod headphones out, and I started like... I didn't want to continue running because it kept coming after me, and this yeah. went on for a long time. This was like it's unbelievable. No joke, oh a half Lord. an hour of <laughs> just being attacked. That's unbelievable. Oh and my so, Lord! Like I picked up like two sticks that I found on the ground. I was trying to bat the thing out of the air when it was coming down at me, or I duck, and this thing was relentless. <laughs> it did not Jeez. stop, and it just kept make that, making that squawking noise, <laughs> oh. and it would come down, wow. come down. Man, and I stopped running. I stopped my watch, and I was backing away, but looking at it because I wanted to be able to see this thing. And it was going from tree to tree to tree, never like in a like a north south. It was always just kind of it didn't it change direction. And um, I mean, it, it it was relentless. And I remember calling for help. I'm eight miles deep in the woods. Nobody can hear me. Um, Goodness. Oh my God! I didn't have a phone, and what good would that do? Like, if someone said, "Well, what's your location?" Oh, you know, I'm like eight miles deep in the rail trail, you know, <laughs> yeah. on this unsanctioned trail. <laughs> I think there's an oak, uh, big oak tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, um, so eventually, I, you know, I thought like this has to stop. I dropped the sticks, and I went into like maybe even faster than race pace because of adrenaline, just through the woods. I didn't even look back. I think it might have came at me one or two more times, but at that point I was moving quick. Yeah. And I eventually lost it. And God. I came out. I don't know where I ended up, but it was in some random person's backyard. I might not have even been in West Boylston at that point. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. And this guy just happened to be like chopping wood in his backyard. And I'm like, dude, I just got attacked by a hawk. Like, I don't need anything, but can you just tell me how to get back to my car? And it was like, 10 miles that way and oh, I'm like geez. okay it's worth it to me <laughs> yeah, right. got a nice nice Head long stop. run in that day yeah. Yeah. I don't want to deal with a stupid hawk anymore yeah. that's crazy so if you could recall that story every time at the beginning of a race you might get a nice adrenaline rush you know <laughs> to take you through yeah, oh my you god go. that was um, that was terrifying I don't know if I could ever simulate that at a race you know just the... <laughs> oh my god um, in a hawk, especially with those wings spread wide, it's not a small animal. No, that nope. It's freaking huge coming down at your head. Yeah, and they come down such, and it's a lot of weight, and they just come down so hard because that's what they do. They just pounce on something. So yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. So we've learned today that Adam's not only a really good runner, he's a very good storyteller. He's too. a really oh. good storyteller. We have on here like, <laughs> like more often yeah, to tell I mean, some other stories. Well, it comes from life experience. Yeah, <laughs> right. Those Can't are the best stories. The best stories. <laughs> Stranger than fiction. Oh yeah, man, I try to keep it as authentic as possible. I don't want to exaggerate anything. Yeah, but man, oh, oh dude, that's great. Good stuff. But I think we do have to wrap it up. Yeah, we do. Uh, we have to raptor it up. <laughs> Get it? Oh, that was great. a good one. Oh, <laughs> More birds of prey. Yes. <laughs> oh goodness. So. All right. Well, thanks again for coming on. Yeah, man. thanks. Oh, hey, thank it. you guys for having we'll me. Have you on again. Stop in and. Uh, Next time, how about it's not about me? We'll talk about we'll, something we'll that talk everybody, about everybody can relate to. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Everything that we're dealing with and a part of. So, Totally, dude. Keep running strong, guys. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thanks, and we'll uh, see you all next week. 
All right. Keep running, folks.